الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ويدخلهم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها أبدا رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم As a person begins to advance themselves in their deen, they begin to realize the importance of earning the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a person begins to advance themselves in deen, they begin to realize the importance of earning and attracting the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they begin taking steps in order to achieve that goal. So a person will recognize that by performing certain deeds that they can begin to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person will become very focused on their salah. They may have neglected it for years and years and years, but something hits them and they realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure is what they seek. And consequently, they become very focused on their prayer. They begin to come to the masjid. They begin to pray their prayers on time. They become more concerned and focused and begin to perfect their salah. A person will begin to interact with the Qur'an in a very special way. Whether it be through its recitation, whether it be through understanding its meaning, whether it be through studying the language in order to better implement the teachings of the Qur'an, a person who recognizes that earning Allah Ta'ala's pleasure is of utmost importance, that person will begin taking steps through the Qur'an. A person will begin to give sadaqah, begin to give charity, recognizing that by giving away their wealth that Allah Ta'ala had given them, that they can then finally earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they can then begin to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So their focus, their efforts, their deeds, their time, their energy, everything goes toward pleasing Allah ta'ala or making Allah ta'ala's pleasure their goal. And a result of this effort, they begin to earn the pleasure of Allah, the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They begin to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course at the forefront of those that had gained Allah ta'ala's pleasure were the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an about them, radiyallahu anhum, that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with them. They lived their lives and strived in their deeds and in their service toward deen 
So much so that not only did they please Allah Ta'ala, but Allah Ta'ala took it upon Himself to testify in His glorious book that, look, these people have achieved my pleasure. Radiallahu anhum. Allah Ta'ala testifies in the Quran that these, this group of people have most certainly earned my pleasure. But in order for a person to achieve the pinnacle of this deen, meaning to achieve, you know, come, uh, to achieve the entire, uh, or to better understand the entire picture of this deen, in order for a person to achieve the pinnacle of this deen, they have to go beyond earning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. In order for a person to achieve the pinnacle of this deen, they have to go, they must go beyond earning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's treasure. Their focus isn't simply just to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is to be pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person who seeks the pinnacle of this deen <coughs> looks beyond only pleasing Allah ta'ala. They seek not only to please Allah Ta'ala, but to be pleased with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And of course, at the forefront of Allah Ta'ala's servants that are pleased with Him are the Sahaba. Radiallahu anhum wa Allah Ta'ala says that not only do they please me, not only do they live their lives in order to please me, and not only have they pleased me, but in addition to this, they are pleased with me. They are pleased with me. They've achieved the pinnacle of this deen. They've achieved the pinnacle of this deen. And we too should seek to achieve this pinnacle as well. It's one thing to please Allah Ta'ala. And our efforts that we put forth during the month of Ramadan, these are all to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. I mean, ultimately we're fasting for 16, 17 hours for 30 consecutive days. We are coming and performing salah in the night for two or three hours in a row. We are striving to come to the masjid for the regular prayers. We are doing our best to recite as much of Qur'an as we can. These are all deeds that we perform in order to please Allah Ta'ala, which is important. And this is why we strive in the month of Ramadan. But we can't stop there. If we want to be at the forefront of this deen, not only should our deeds be to please Allah Ta'ala, but we ourselves should be 100% pleased with our Lord. We ourselves should be 100% pleased with our Lord. We have so much to be happy about. And the Prophet ﷺ reminded us about this. That a believer every day, every morning when they wake up, and every evening when they go to bed, should recite Three statements indicating that they are pleased with their Lord 
they are pleased with Islam as their way of life. And they are pleased with their Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as their messenger. And the Prophet sallallahu says that a person that recites this in the morning three times, and it recites it in the evening three times, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment will be pleased with them. Raditu billahi rabba wa bil islami dina wa bi muhammadin I am pleased, I am content, I am happy with Allah Ta'ala as my Lord. And I am content, I am happy with Islam as my way of life. And I am so thankful, I am so pleased, I am so content with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, as my Messenger. I am pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as my Lord. If you think about it, we didn't deserve to be in existence. We didn't deserve to be in existence. What was binding on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you and I? What, what was binding on Allah? Is there any reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to create you and I as human beings? What was binding on Allah? Allah ta'ala is completely independent of us. There's no need. He didn't even need to create a single thing, let alone create you and me. There is nothing binding on Allah ta'ala. Yet purely out of His mercy, purely out of His love, Allah ta'ala decided to create you and me. What was binding on Allah? What was binding on Allah? We should have been nothing. We could have been nothing. What if we never existed? What if I never existed? Allah Ta'ala at some point made a decision to create me purely out of His love. There was nothing binding on Allah. Nothing said that, no one told Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that He had to create Zayd or Umar or Ali or Fatima or Aisha. There was nothing binding on Allah. There was nothing binding on Allah Ta'ala to create us. There is nothing binding Allah, Allah Ta'ala to sustain us. When Allah Ta'ala decided to create me, it could have been that He created me and then said, you're on your own. But Allah Ta'ala sustained me. He provided for me when I was in the womb of my mother. He protected me from any difficulties when I was, when I was in that space. And then when I entered in this world, Allah Ta'ala is the one who's been providing for me, caring for me, nourishing me, being there when I needed Him taking care of me, everything has come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And nothing is binding on Allah ta'ala. There's no requirement that Allah ta'ala at this very moment has to give us the air to breathe. There's nothing binding on Allah. If Allah ta'ala chooses, within an instant, He could have all of us just disappear and vanish. If this is what Allah ta'ala wants for us, then this could occur. There's nothing binding on Allah Ta'ala. He is totally and completely and entirely independent of us. And we are entirely dependent on Him. Raditu billahi rabba. I am so pleased with Allah Ta'ala as my Lord. I seek to please my Lord. But I am so pleased with Allah Ta'ala as my Lord. And sometimes I wonder, what if what if we didn't recognize Allah Ta'ala as our Lord? What would our life be like? 
You know, what if Allah Ta'ala chose to make us from His servants that didn't recognize that He was our Lord? What would life be like? There are millions if not billions of people in the world who don't recognize that there is a God. What if I was one of them? What if we were one of them? What would our life be like? What would we be chasing? What would be our interests? You know, how would a godless life be? What was binding on Allah Ta'ala to make us from amongst His creation that would recognize who He was? Nothing. What would life be like if we didn't know who Allah was? You know, how much darkness would be in our life? How much depression would be in our life? Who would we turn to when the entire world would turn its back on us if we didn't believe in Allah? I mean, have you ever thought that if we didn't recognize Allah, or if Allah Ta'ala didn't give us the ability to recognize Him, who would we look toward when we had no one else to look toward? In our difficulties, in our darkest times, if Allah Ta'ala didn't allow us to know who He was, who would we turn to? <coughs> what would we be chasing? How dark would our lives be? Allah Ta'ala's mercy is so great upon us. We are so thankful to Him. Raditu billahi rabba. I am so thankful to Him that He is my Lord. I wouldn't want any other Lord. I wouldn't want anyone else. I wouldn't want any other Lord. Wabil Islami Dina. I am so pleased with Islam as my way of life. If you look around, there's so many different ways that a person can live their life. There's so many different ways that a person can live their life. Materialism, atheism, nihilism. What if Allah Ta'ala chose for us not to be Muslim? What would our life be like? What would our life be like? What challenges would we face in this world? And what challenges would we face in the hereafter? And what if we weren't Muslim? What would be our lifestyle? What would you and I do on the Day of Judgment? What would we do when the person that doesn't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day يَوْمَ يَنظُرُ الْمَرْءُ مَا قَدَّمَتْ يَدَاهُ وَيَقُولُ الْكَافِرُ يَا لَيْتَنِي كُنْتُ تُرَابًا What if we had to be people that said, would that I just be dust because of the difficulties that I'm going to endure? What if we had to answer to the guardians of the hellfire? When they said, وَسِيقَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِلَى جَهَنَّمَ زُمَرًا حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءُوهَا فُتِحَتْ أَبْوَابُهَا What if we were from amongst those people? 
who in groups are being pushed toward the fire of hell. And as we approached it, those doors flung open. And then the gatekeepers say and ask us, Wasn't there a messenger? Wasn't someone a warner? Wasn't there someone to tell you that you should have believed? If we didn't have Islam as our deen, what would our hereafter be like? What would we answer to the angels that would question us in our grave? I am so thankful. I wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't trade in my deen, my way of life for anything on this planet. I am so thankful, I am so pleased that I have been honored, honored with Islam as my way of life. Wabi Muhammadin al Nabiya. I am so pleased with the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as my messenger. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam has brought meaning to our life. The Prophet ﷺ has brought meaning to our life. He's given us a, an example, a beautiful example by which we can live our life. If we didn't have the Prophet ﷺ as our messenger, or if you and I didn't recognize the Prophet ﷺ as a messenger, as millions of people in this world don't recognize him, where would we be? There are millions of people in the world who criticize the Prophet They don't recognize him as a Nabi, they criticize him. What if Allah Ta'ala made us from amongst that group of people who were unable to, because of the, 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 the seal that was placed on their hearts, were unable to recognize the Prophet Muhammad as the messenger. What if that were us? What would our life be like? What would our life be like? Who would we have to follow? Whose example would we be able to, to take in our life? Whose footsteps would we be able to follow? Whose example would we be able to emulate if we didn't recognize the Prophet ﷺ as the Nabi? Whose dua would we be able to rely upon if we didn't recognize the Prophet as our Nabi? Once Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was with the Prophet ﷺ and she said to the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, Make, can you make dua for me? So the Prophet made dua for Aisha radiallahu anha. And he said, and he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive the sins of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. All of her past sins and her current sins, those that she had committed you know, in, in private or in public. And he asked for her forgiveness. Imagine how thrilled she must have been that the Messenger of Allah ta'ala, whose duas are accepted immediately. Not only is his dua accepted, but whatever wishes are even in his heart are, by, are, are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how happy she must have been with this dua. So she heard this dua and then she fell back onto the floor and then she started positioning herself in this manner and that manner. And the Prophet asked her, Aisha, what, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing this? And she said, Rasulullah, you made dua for me and I am so happy. 
I'm so happy that you made this dua for me. I'm just doing this out of happiness. And so the Prophet ﷺ said, Aisha, realize that I make this dua for every single person of my ummah every single day. For you and me. We didn't ask the Prophet ﷺ to make this dua for us. I never asked him. None of us ever asked him. If Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha has to, is requesting the Prophet ﷺ to make this dua, imagine the love that he must have for you and I. We didn't even request him to make such a special dua. And yet the Prophet ﷺ is making this dua for us every single day. Where would we be without recognizing the Prophet ﷺ? Whose dua would we have to rely upon? Whose supplication would we be able to rely upon? If we didn't recognize the Prophet ﷺ as our messenger, whose hands would we drink from at the well of hope? Whose intercession would we seek when we were standing before Allah? Where would we turn and where would we look when we needed help in the most difficult of times? We didn't recognize the Prophet as our messenger. How lost would we be? How lost would we be today? How lost would we be at the time of our death? How lost would we be in the hereafter? Radiyatu billahi rabba wa bil islamidina wa bi muhammadin al-nabiyya. I'm not just content accepting Allah Ta'ala as my Lord. I am not satisfied with simply accepting Islam as my deen and my way of life. I'm not satisfied with simply accepting the Prophet ﷺ as my messenger, no. I'm not content with just that. I am grateful, I am pleased that Allah Ta'ala is my Lord. I am pleased that Islam is my deen and my way of life. And I am pleased that I have the Messenger وسلم, as my Messenger. Every day we should recite this statement. Not just because it'll earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure on the Day of Judgment, but because it serves as a reminder for us in the busyness of our day-to-day life where our focus should be and what we should regularly remind ourselves of to make sure that we're on the right path. There's so many attractions in this world that are pulling us in this direction and that direction, making us think that perhaps this is the better way of life. Perhaps this is the Lord that we should look up to. Perhaps this is the role model that we should take on. Perhaps this is the type of life that we need to chase. And it behooves us as believers to remind ourselves time and time again of our focus in life. It's a checklist every morning when we wake up and we're confused about what I'm chasing. Is it my job? Is it my work? Is it the car I drive? Is it the home I live in? Is it my children? What's my focus in life? And a person says, wait a minute. Oh, Allah Ta'ala is my Lord. Check. And Islam is my way of life. Check. وَبِمُحَمَّدِينَ النَّبِيَّةِ And the Prophet ﷺ is my messenger. Check. 
As long as we can wake up in the morning and go to bed at night and accept that these three are in our life, then we've succeeded. You know, it doesn't really matter ultimately what we gain in this world. You know, some of us will end up becoming professionals in a particular career. Some of us won't ever make it that way. Some of us will own a home. Some of us will rent a home. Some of us will live off in someone else's home. It's not a big deal. Ultimately, these things are just passing. None of this will even be remembered. You know, some of us will have a, a car that's worth $50,000. Some of us will own a car that's $25,000. Some of us will never own a car. Some of us will lease a car. Some of us will take the bus when we have to get around. None of these things really matter, although it seems as if these things matter. They don't matter. What ultimately matters is if we accept Allah as our Lord, if we accept Islam as our way of life, and if we accept the Messenger وسلم, as our Nabi. And not only that we accept them, but that we are pleased with them, and we wouldn't want any alternative, any substitute to replace these three things in our life. That is what matters. That is what matters. If a person can wake up every morning, and say to themselves on their way to work or on their way to school or, or, or while they're taking care of their kids wherever their circumstance may be while they're caught up in the hoopla of this world and things are telling them no, 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 no this is your role model no, no, this is your way of life and a person can say hold on am I still believing in Allah? if I'm believing in Allah then I'm, I'm successful Am I still Muslim? If I'm Muslim, then I'm successful. And if I accept the Messenger as my Prophet, then I am successful. And if a person goes to bed at night, and before going to bed says, I am happy, pleased with Allah Ta'ala as my Lord. I was pulled toward 20 other things that were telling me that they were my Lord. And yet, Alhamdulillah, I am still recognizing my Allah as my creator, as my sustainer, as my provider, as the being that I'm going to return toward and face on the day of judgment. Alhamdulillah, I have succeeded in this day. If I can go to bed at night and ask myself, am I still a Muslim? Not, was I able to purchase this car? Was I able to make a closing on this home? Was I able to get into this graduate school? Was I able to earn you know, the, the, the wealth that I was thinking I would earn today? Did I get the honor and the respect that I thought I would get today? Did so-and-so give me the, uh, uh, give me the honor that I was expecting from them? That's not what we ask ourselves before we go to bed at night. We ask ourselves, am I still Muslim? Yes. Islam I am pleased with Islam as my deen. If I go to bed at night and I think, who is my role model? Who is my example? If I started following another individual as my prophet, or as my way of life, or as my example, be it my favorite celebrity, be it the, you know, the, the MVP athlete, uh, you know, uh, of, of the NBA, be it some politician, if this is whose life I've been chasing, then I failed. But if I can go to bed at night and remind myself and say, I am so pleased that I still accept the Messenger as my Lord, then I have succeeded. Then I have succeeded. If I can recite this in the morning when I wake up and I go to bed at night, and I say it with full intention from the bottom of my heart, then my way of life is aligned. Now what's interesting is that ultimately these are the only three things that even matter. These are the only three things that even matter. How many people have entered into this world and have left this world? Since the Prophet ﷺ came into 
came, came into this world, how many millions of people have left this world? Go to the graveyards. See how many millions of people are in their graves today. And if we had the ability to ask them what mattered in their life, every single one of them would say that the only things that mattered were number one, who my creator was, who my, uh, what my way of life was, and who my messenger was. Every single one of them would say that. Not a single person would say that the most important thing was that I was able to become a physician, I was able to earn a lot of money, and I was able to... Uh, you know, earn some prestigious award. None of them would say that the most important thing in this world was that I drove that fancy car. Not a single person would say that, that currently is in their grave. Not a single person would say that the most important thing is to live in a comfortable home that's, that, that, that is you know, 6,000 square feet and that makes you feel like you're at peace. Not a single one of them would say this. Every single one of them would say the same thing. Every single one of them would say the same thing to us. That there are only three things that matter. Who your Lord is, who your messenger is, and what your way of life is. Why? Because every single one of them underwent eight, those three questions when they entered into their grave. And we know that all of us are going to enter into our grave, and the three questions we'll be asked are exactly those three things that the Prophet ﷺ told us to remind ourselves of every morning and every evening before we go to bed. When we enter into our grave, and our, when we are lowered into our grave by our family members, our friends, the community, and then eventually they make dua, and eventually they walk away, we know that two angels will then descend into the heavens by the names of Munkar and Nakir, and they will ask us three questions. The only three questions that will ever matter. Marrabbuk, they'll ask us, who is your Lord? Ma deenuk, and what is your way of life? What was your deen? What did you do? Who was that individual that was sent to you as a messenger to, to transform your life around? These are the three questions that every single person that came since the Messenger Sallallahu was here, every single person was asked those same three questions. And ironically, those are the exact same three answers that the Prophet Sallallahu told us to give every morning and every evening. Now imagine... If a person every morning reminds themselves, focuses that their Lord is Allah, and they say, not only am I accepting of Allah as my Lord, but I am pleased with Allah as my Lord. Imagine in the grave when the angel asks you that question, Marrabbuk, who is your Lord? You're not going to just say that I accept that Allah Ta'ala is my Lord. You're going to say, what kind of question is that? Not only do I accept that Allah is my Lord, but I am so pleased that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is my Lord. When the angel then asks you, Madinuk, what is your way of life? What is your religion? What is your faith? What is that? What were you pursuing? And you'll say, not only do I accept that Islam was my way of life, but I was so pleased and I didn't want any other way of life but Islam. And when the angel asks, Mahada Rajal, who is that individual that was sent to you? To bring about change and transformation in your life. And you will say, no, I don't just accept the messenger of Allah. He wasn't just my messenger. It wasn't, it's not that I'm just content with him being my messenger. I am pleased with him as my messenger. In my life, when I was there, I didn't want any other role model. I didn't want any other example. I didn't want anyone else. 
course I believe in the Messenger of Allah. Of course Islam is my way of life. Of course my Allah is my creator. Everyone has been asked this question in their graves. You and I will be asked this question, these questions as well. If we go about our life focused on anything other than Allah, anything other than our deen, anything other than the Messenger وسلم, then how will we answer on that day? And conversely, if we go through our life constantly reminding ourselves Constantly placing checks on ourselves every morning and every evening, whether it be during times of difficulty, whether it be during times of ease, whether it be during times of happiness, whether it be during times of darkness. If we remind ourselves every morning and every evening that no matter what my circumstances is, no matter what situation I'm in, no matter what age I am, no matter how difficult my life is, no matter how easy my life is, no matter what relationships I'm involved in, I am pleased with Allah as my Lord. Hasbun Allah. Allah Ta'ala suffices me. I don't need anything else. Put anything else my way. Any difficulty, any challenge, anything my way. If I have Allah as my Lord, if I can make the statement or make the claim that Allah Ta'ala is my Lord, then I'm succeeding. Every day, if we can say that our Islam is our way of life, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. It doesn't matter who challenges it. It doesn't matter who wants to oppose it. At least for me, if I can say that Islam is my way of life, I'm so pleased that I have been given Islam as my way of life, and I wouldn't want any other way than I succeeded. And if I can say that the Messenger وسلم, is my messenger, my role model, my example, my leader, my master. Doesn't matter who says what about the Messenger of Allah. Doesn't matter who wants to criticize the Messenger of Allah. Doesn't matter who wants to criticize us because of our following of the Messenger of Allah. We are so pleased that we have him as our messenger. And if we can say this from the bottom of our hearts, then we've succeeded. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you an added tawfiq to recognize the importance of these three things in our life. May Allah ta'ala grant us His pleasure and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us a tawfiq to be pleased with Him, to be pleased with His deen and to be pleased with the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the three questions that will be asked in our grave easy for us and allow us to pass that test and answer those questions without any difficulty. Wa akhira da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.